daughter and I were going to go get Starbucks for some reason. I don't know if it was construction or it was an accident, but it was at a standstill. And so we're sitting there and we're just kind of talking. And this car decided that it didn't want to wait. So it went off to the side and then cut down through the grass to get to this side road off of the highway. And literally drove across, almost hit a semi that was taking that other side road. And we're just we're like, what is he doing? Oh my gosh. And then people started following him. Happy Memorial Day and welcome back to Drive With Us Podcast, a podcast where we explore driving cultures around the world by bringing on a new guest each episode to talk about the crazy things they've experienced on the road, who they are as drivers, and how they became the driver they are today. I'm Bafni. And I'm Taranjeet. A little quick car keeping before we get into today's driver. We are actually almost reaching the end of season three, which I'm a little <gasps> sad, but it's almost over. But I'm also super excited for season four because we have exciting like changes coming to the show. Like we're going to start incorporating video. So you can see us and our guests. Yeah. And thanks for your support to the show because we truly would not be able to have put in all this hard work and make continue to make the show even better with each season. We're currently prepping to start lining up guests for season four right now. So if you or anyone you know may be interested in coming on the show, have them fill out our interest form on our website at drivewithuspodcast.com. Or if you have anyone that you would like us to reach out to, DM us and let us know. And we'll try to get in contact with them. And hopefully they'll come on the show. <laughs> yeah. We have a little quick car keeping. And feel free to skip past this if you're like, just give me the driving stories. We won't mind. But if you're still sticking around for this small car keeping, hello, and we appreciate it. As small time podcasters, we have to wear so many hats in order to make this podcast happen. And the reason we're telling you this is because we want to be fully transparent and honest with you guys. And so we won't go into the details of everything because we're sure you don't want to hear our entire life story. But if you're like, well, I want to help my favorite podcasters out so they can keep giving me wonderful driving stories every week and hopefully be able to hire some help in the future to relieve some of this stress then you can you can become a patron on patreon or buy us a coffee to help support our show by becoming a patron you'll get lots of fun perks like dwop stickers or air fresheners depending on the tier you choose episodes one week early and lots more or for the price of absolutely no cost to you, you can help by just sharing our episodes with your friends and family. Simply spreading the word truly does help. And also it helps reach our goal of connecting others through crazy driving stories. And let's get into today's driver. Today's driver is Laurie Herbers, an empowerment coach, author, entrepreneur, and founder and CEO of Soul Love Legacy. She recently released a book called Second Chances, How I Turned Hate into Love and Found My Purpose, and is passionate about leading others to truth and to help them find their purpose in life. Laurie shares with us about the time that she was able to avoid the blame for not one, but two car damage incidents, and how she was one ticket away from losing her license. Let's meet today's driver, Laurie Herbers. Welcome, Laurie. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to your stories because you have shared so many snippets of crazy adventures and mishaps, all the stuff that's happened to you while driving. So let's start with what you consider the most craziest story of them all. One day, my daughter and I 
I think we were just going to go get Starbucks. And this is when we lived in Oklahoma. And we were basically just going not even that far, like 10, 15 minutes down the highway. That's all we had to do. But for some reason, I don't know if it was construction or it was an accident, but it was at a standstill. And so we're sitting there and we're just kind of talking. And I actually happened to be talking to my sister through my phone, like the phone car thing, because I don't believe in having a phone in my hand driving. This car decided that it didn't want to wait. So it went off to the side and then cut down through the grass to get to this side road off of the highway. And he literally drove across, almost hit a semi that was taking that other side road. And we're just, we actually have it on video because <laughs> we're like, what is he doing? Oh my gosh. And then people started following him. I'm like, because that was a good idea. So we have all these people just cutting across off the highway through the grass to get to that side road. It was crazy. It only takes one crazy person and then everyone turns crazy. It was weird. So I know you've also mentioned when you were younger, you had some moments where you backed the car up and your friend also backed the car up and you you got away with it and your parents believed you. Yeah. I actually went to cosmetology school from high school and it was an hour away. My dad actually got this car specifically for me to be able to get to school and back. But I had a friend that lived in between. And so I just stayed at her house. And then it was really icy because I grew up in Wisconsin. And so... I was backing up and I slid and I hit a parking pole with the back and I took out the taillight. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. And I was freaking out. When I got home, I just told my dad, I got up and it was like that. And he's like, those dang drivers, someone must have backed into it and just left. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and then my friends, hers was, they were actually doing construction in front of their house. And we took the car one night. I don't know where her parents were, but we took it to go do something. And she ended up hitting the backside of the car, smashed it all up. And we were both freaking out. And we're like, Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And so she just parked it back where it went. I think I spent the night that night and we didn't say anything. And so the next day, the parents totally were blaming the construction crew on the road that, that they did something to the car. And so we we're just like, Yeah, those darn construction people, how dare they? <laughs> you guys really lucked out. And I yeah. can't believe your parents were like, Oh, yeah, it couldn't happen you guys. Well, they, we weren't supposed to go anywhere. They thought we stayed home the whole night because I stayed over there all the time. I was the kid. I always looked so innocent and they always believed everything I said. <laughs> I was the friend you wanted to have around because they're like, well, Lori, did nothing bad happen. They didn't do anything. <laughs> do they know the truth now? I don't know because I haven't talked to her in a really long time. Well, that's hilarious that you, you didn't even have to think of an excuse. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, which is what you just, hey, you just learn to go with it and look innocent. So you did mention that you grew up in Wisconsin and you said you're living in Oklahoma now? Actually, I'm in Kansas now. Kansas. Different areas, there tend to be different types of drivers and with that different stereotypes of different drivers. So is there a difference between Wisconsin drivers and Kansas drivers? If it's snowing, yes. <laughs> the first year in Kansas, there was just a light sprinkling of snow. It's like spring in Wisconsin. And people were driving so slow. I'm like, what is happening? It's barely even any snow. They freak out. I had a friend whose husband had to take her. If it had even a little bit of snow or possible ice, had to take her to work. And I'm like, this isn't even snow. Snow is six feet, seven feet, 10 feet. <laughs> this is nothing. Wow, six feet and seven feet of snow is a lot. I don't think we've gotten that much that often here. <laughs> A lot of people who go from states where it snows a lot to where they don't, then you're always that person that's like, come on, this is nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I'll drive you. I got no problem. But speaking of snow, you did mention that you had to drive through a really crazy blizzard in Wisconsin. I was sobbing. 
it was hard enough that I couldn't see because I, I literally every five, 10 minutes, I would have to pull over and try to scrape just enough so I could see, but it wouldn't last very long. It would just ice back over. I couldn't see anything. It was just white. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't tell if I was on the right lane or the left. <laughs> I was sobbing and I just wanted to get home and I didn't know what to do. And back then, I'm telling my age a little bit, no one had cell phones. That wasn't a thing. So you just had to get to where you were going. It was really scary. That's probably the scariest ever driving was that. So when I see sprinkle of snow, I'm like, nothing. When you mentioned that story earlier and you just sharing it now, it just reminded me of I had a similar instance as that where I was coming home from work and my windshield would just keep freezing over. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And I like pulled over on the side of the road and I just sat there. I'm like, I can't see Every time I scrape it off, it just comes back up. I'm like, I can't drive anywhere. What do I do? Yeah, it's scary. You have no idea, especially when you're young and new to driving. I wonder if there's something you can, I mean, I'm pretty sure there is something you can do to prevent that from happening, but I don't know it at the moment. <laughs> well, to a point you have the, there's a difference in your wiper fluid, but it was so cold. If I would have even tried to spray it, it just instantly would freeze it. That's when yeah. they tell you not to be driving. You're not supposed to be out in it. Yeah, unless you're trying to get home, then you're like, I just want to be off the road. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I just wanted to get home. <laughs> so speaking of being the driver, if you were given the option, would you prefer to be the driver or be the passenger in the car? Definitely the driver. I like to be in control. Might be a little of a trust issue too. Do I trust this driver enough to feel safe in the passenger seat? Have you ever been in a car where you were a passenger and you're like, wow, this was a really bad idea? My brother... <laughs> Sorry, Brian. But we were younger. He, we, There was a lot of these really, I think it was County A. Anyone in Wisconsin who might hear this would go, yep, County A. It's just super windy. And he would just go flying around these corners so fast that you literally would slide from this side to that side. And he used to try to scare me. And then after a while, I was like, people could try to drive crazy. And I'm like, eh, this is nothing compared to his driving back then. Oh, my God. That must have been like, yeah, I've driven with him. I can survive anything. Yeah, he doesn't drive like that now, I don't think. At least I hope not. I feel like younger boys tend to drive crazier like that because our brother just got his license. And when I get in the car with him, I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, slow down. That's funny. Yeah. And actually, I think that as a parent, it's less insurance if you have a daughter versus a boy. So it must be a proven thing that boys crash more. Yeah, definitely. His is so much higher. So we know that your brother is or was, hopefully not anymore, <laughs> a very crazy driver. What kind of driver would you say that you are? And would you say that your family and friends describe your driving in the same way? I would say I'm a careful driver, but I'm very, what's the word I'm looking for? I totally lost the word. There's a very specific word that describes my driving. I don't remember now. I wouldn't say aggressive, but very mindful because you have those people that are more observant of what's around them and then you have more that are just more cognizant of themselves and I'm kind of more of aggressive well no not aggressive I don't want to say I'm like but I'm very cognizant of what's going on around me so I guess like more of like a well I don't know if it would be defensive driver now I can't think of a word either <laughs> maybe it is more defensive than offensive driver like I'm very aware like oh my god where is that, is that person actually turning why is their signal long oh they are no they're not I'm very observant so speaking of being observant is there a particular pet peeve you have of other drivers on the road? I would say the thing that drives me the most crazy is if, say, you're in like a right lane because you know that exit, I need the next exit. So I'm going to be over here in the right lane. And then this other car comes along and they cut you off to get in front of you. And then they don't even need to take that next turn. And it's like, really? You had to come over here right now for why? That drives me crazy. I agree with you 100%. 
I get so mad. Like, I could just be having a normal conversation and then someone will cut me off and I'm just like, why would you do that? And I was like, all right, back to my conversation. Right. In those situations, would you say that you are someone who tends to honk? I would say I don't. The only way I would honk is if I'm at a red light and it turns green and you've been sitting there for five minutes and they're not going. It's more of a like, come on, people beep. And then they're like, oh. Have you ever experienced a moment where you had road rage, either if it was towards you or it was you having road rage towards someone else? I used to be. I used to have a lot of rage just in general. <laughs> That's sad to say. <laughs> but I've gotten a lot calmer. I literally, I'll have these conversations with God if I'm driving and if I, I get cut off where I used to cuss and be like, ah, now I just look at God and say, see what I'm dealing with? You see? Did you see? Did you see that? <laughs> it's a way to, to express it without getting really upset about it. I just kind of acknowledge, did you see that? And then I carry on. So you're not being angry at the other drivers. So, I mean, I guess if it works. It does. Because it gives you a little bit of validation because I got to express the fact that that was rude or wrong or insulting or crazy. I'm curious to know, because we've talked to others who have driven through that part of the U.S. where you're living, and they've mentioned how the speeds are super high there. So would you consider yourself a speeder? And is there a speed difference or limit difference between Wisconsin and Kansas? I know that here on the interstate, it's like 75. So I don't think they, they might. I don't know. Now I'm really boggling my brain. I didn't get to go home this year. I usually get to go home once a year. But if there is a difference, it's only like maybe five or 10 miles per hour. But yeah, I would say that I have what we call a heavy foot and go faster than I probably should, which is why I have to have cruise controls in my car to keep me from getting in trouble. Wow. That's crazy. Have you ever been to the East Coast? <laughs> 75? <laughs> I can't even imagine. The highest I can think of near us is 70, and I can barely keep up at that speed. Yeah, I hate to say this, on, but I've gone into three digits back when I was young and wanted to see, you know, what it felt like to go really fast. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Don't do that. Have you ever gotten a ticket? Just a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I have. I can't tell you how many over the years, but I have had my... I remember having so many one year that I got a letter saying if I got one more, they're going to take my license. And I was like... <gasps> Uh-oh. I've had more than one person probably should ever get. Speaking of tickets, you did mention a time where the light would not turn for your side of the road, and then you made a left, and there just happened, which I don't think this is a coincidence, but there just happened to be a cop there. Yeah, and it was early, early morning. I can't remember. I think it was like middle of the night. No one's out there. It's dark out. I get up to the stoplight. And if I remember right, there actually, I think was a car that was in front of me. And they got tired of waiting. And so they went. And so then I just sat there a little while and was like, well, they went and I can't sit because I'm gonna be late for work. And then you get in trouble if you're late. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go. And so as soon as I go, here comes a cop. I was so mad. I was very rude <laughs> to that guy because I'm like, you had to have seen me sitting there. You had to have, because otherwise, you know, where did you just come from all of a sudden? Because I was sitting there for a good 10, 12 minutes and I went off on him. And, and that's back then when I didn't realize that if you keep going off on a cop, they can take you to jail because he said that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. That's stupid. And so I went to work and I remember asking people, can they do that? And they're like, yeah, you're lucky you're not in jail right now. And I'm like, whoops. Well, you really lucked out there. And I'm surprised that the person in front of you didn't get caught since they did it first. Right. Thank you. Exactly. And I said that too. I'm like, where were Five minutes ago when the other car just did that. I don't know how long he sat there and watched me, but I feel like he was just waiting. This girl's going to turn and I'm going to get him. 
Maybe he wasn't set up yet for the other car, and then when you made the turn, he's like, oh, got someone. Maybe, I don't know. I just thought it was wrong, and I let him know it. When I heard that story, I seriously thought that, like, he knew that the light was not working, so he's like, I'm going to sit right here. This seems fun. So you did mention that you prefer to be the driver. Has that made you love driving or hate driving? I used to love it a lot more when I was younger, but... Uh, now I'm like, yeah, I do like, I do like going to places and just driving. Cause it was, it was really pretty cool. You know, especially when I hit Arizona and stuff towards Grand Canyon and you go up and down all these big hills and which I'm not the greatest with heights. So it was a little scary at the same time <laughs> driving up and down these mountains and especially Colorado, but it was really beautiful and it's fun to experience new things so that it was kind of cool. But I wouldn't want to be like a driver that drives all of the time once in a while. Sure. All of the time. Nah. So now that we know what kind of driver you are, let's go back into your driving first. How would you describe your first time driving experience and who was it with? It was my mom and she made me crazy because she would say, oh my gosh, you're so close to that car. Watch out. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wasn't, and of course, you know, you're driving. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm not even close to it, mom. She's like, oh my gosh, you're so close to it. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. She's making me cry. And so I refused to drive with her after that because I was like, oh my gosh, No. <laughs> That sounds like my dad. I feel like a lot of people tend to say they drive with their dads and then they kind of have that similar experience. And definitely when I drove with our dad, I was like, nope, I'm never driving with you. Terrence going to teach me. Yeah, well, luckily I have older sisters. And at that time, my one sister was married. And so her husband actually took me driving a lot. He was very calm. And he actually taught me how to drive a stick too at the same time. So would you say that you are good at driving a stick now? Oh, yeah, I can peel tires. I mean, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I almost got my daughter a car that had a stick because it was a pretty good price. And it was somebody I knew. And he was like, you're not going to be able to drive it. Because I don't know what it is with guys thinking girls can't. I just hopped in that thing and took off. And he's like, dang, never mind. Proved him wrong. Sure did. It is definitely a good skill to have, though. How would you describe your driving test experience? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> well, you know, you're so excited to be able to drive because there's just something freeing about getting your license, being able to drive. It's a rite of passage and you get to feel older. And the first thing that happened is when I went to go get the permit and they did the eye test, I couldn't see. So I couldn't get my permit until they took me to the eye doctor. And then I had to get glasses and then I had to wait for the glasses to come in. And so then it's like way past my birthday. I could have already had it. And then in Wisconsin, where I grew up, they had a square there and it's one way around that square. So I didn't get it the first time I tried because I actually turned from the wrong lane. I don't know exactly what I did, but I didn't get it just for that one oops. And so then I had to wait longer. And so I was very sad. I got the second time. Did you have to do parallel parking? Because so many past guests that we've asked, they didn't have that on the test. So I'm curious if you had it. Oh, yeah, I had that. And then whatever was that? Was it like a Y or something you had to do? where you had to pull up just to right back up and then turn around. So basically you're making like a Y. That was also part of it. Yeah, I don't think they, I think they got rid of that. I think there's something like a three-point turn also, but we had to parallel park. They took it away from, we're in Maryland. So like we had it, but then our brother went to go take it and they got rid of it. And I'm like, but that's a very important skill. Right? What are you going to do if you want to go downtown and go to your nice restaurant and you have to parallel park? Now what are you going to do? I just keep driving in circles. <laughs> throw the food in here. <laughs> we'll drive by, just throw it through the window. I'll catch it. So you did mention that you have a daughter and it sounds like she's of driving age. Yes, she's 21. How was it teaching her how to drive? She was very cautious. And well, what's really funny is she didn't even want to get it at first. 
she was perfectly content not driving. The reason she wanted to get it is because she wanted to get, what do you call that piercing on the side of your ear that kind of goes through the top part, an industrial piercing, but she had to have a license to be able to get it. <laughs> so she's like, oh, I need to get my license. I'm like, really? Now you want it? She's a really good driver now, but she was very cautious at first. It took her a bit to get acclimated because she's very, she's a perfectionist like me. So she wants to be perfect at it. And of course, you're not perfect the first time you sit down. That's a very interesting reason to want to get a license. <laughs> right. So with the many changes in the types of cars that are being made, especially with the whole concept of possibly having driverless cars in the future, what are your thoughts on this? And would you be comfortable in a self-driving car? I think I'd have to wait a couple of years to see what happens, you know, how many accidents and stuff. It would be kind of cool, though, especially if you've got some work or something you want to get done. You can just hop in the back seat and just let the car take you. It could be really kind of neat. I guess it's like taking a train or a subway. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know if I would fully trust the self-driving cars. I feel like other people need to test it out, and I just I need to see that it's not going to fail. Right. The car I have now, which when I when I first got it, it scared me because it'll actually, when you have the cruise set, which is kind of cool, I like it now, but if you come up closer to a car, it will just start to slow itself down because it will feel that the car is in front of you. And the first time I did, I was like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> now I like it. Now that I know that it does that, then I don't have to mess with my cruise control because it'll automatically slow down to keep the right amount of distance between the car. So it's actually cool. That is really cool. As long as you're not trying to pass, because then sometimes it'll jerk you back because it thinks you're getting too close. I've also had it to these alarms because it has like alarms. If you get too close, it starts blinking, crash, crash alert. And I'm like, I'm not even that close, car. Oh chill, 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 chill. Yeah, my car has similar features in that way. When I first got it and there was a pothole in the road and it would beep at me to be like, break your car, like break. And I'm like, there's nothing in the road. And then I realized it was alerting me of the pothole. Well, wasn't that nice <laughs> to scare you for no reason? <laughs> Bonus question time. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I think so. If you could make one new driving law, what would it be? Oh my God. Gosh, a new driving law. That's a tough one. That the road is mine and everyone needs to move out of my way. <laughs> like I got a special thing on top of my car that says she owns the road. We must move. Probably have something like police sirens where if you put it on, everyone just <laughs> moves out of the way. That works until a cop comes along. And then they wonder why <laughs> you're pretending to be them. That's probably like impersonating a cop. So then you're probably in jail. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> That's a very interesting law, though. I don't think we've ever heard anyone say that. Well, that's always how I feel when I'm driving places because people get in my way. And I'm usually, I'm like the driver that I don't want to have to stop a thousand times. I just want to get to where I'm going. And if people are keeping me from getting to where I'm going, I'm just like, just move. Just move out of the way. Just move over. And they don't. So are you someone that would overtake someone? It depends on how slow they are, but maybe. <laughs> it depends on what kind of hurry I'm in. If I'm in a hurry, maybe. Otherwise, sometimes, like I said, I'm trying to be a lot more calm nowadays and just go with it and believe, you know, I'm going to get where I need to get exactly when I get when I need to be there. It depends on the situation. Do you have any final thoughts or any tips that you would like to give other drivers? I would say if you have cruise control, use it. You don't want lots of tickets. That's not a good way to go because they will take your license away. No, just because cars go 100 and something doesn't mean you have to go 100 and something. And all your laws are there for a reason, so obey them. 
Very great points and great reminders for others who I feel like haven't been following those laws lately ever since we've been coming out of this lockdown. Yeah, they're there for a reason. They're there to keep you safe. They're not pick and choose which ones you like. They're all important. Well, I know that you had a second book that you just recently released, and you're also a founder of Soul Love Legacy. So where can people find you if they want to check it out? You can find me on soullovelegacy.com. I even have a link to the book if you're interested in it. But Soul Love Legacy, pretty much everything, Instagram, Facebook. Thanks so much for coming on today. We had a blast hearing all your crazy stories. And if they ever make that law, (laughs) we'll know that it was you and everyone has to move out of your way. The Lori Speed Law. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever had, I know we talked about rear ending before and we talked about scratching, but it was a hit and run. I literally, I found out when I came home that day. And the only reason I found out was because since I reverse in to the driveway, like a sane person, I was walking behind the car to get to the door to go inside. And that's when I saw the dent. And I was like, I just froze in my tracks and I was in shock. I was, I stood there for a good like two minutes. Like, what is that? That's all my car. That's real. There's a dent. And then I just opened the door and I'm like, Benji. <laughs> and then you wouldn't come. And I'm like, Benji. <laughs> Help. <laughs> what do I do? So I guess that's probably what made you start walking around your car every time before you. Oh, leave. yeah. Yeah. Before you leave anywhere. Well, especially because on that campus, that campus is notorious for people getting in accidents because students apparently don't know how to drive. There's always accidents on that campus. So, yep, I always just started walking around like nothing, nothing. Okay, good. It's not like the security there would actually do anything about it anyway. So they didn't. (laughs) They didn't find out who did it, even though they have cameras. Like I clearly told them where I parked, but I don't think they understood what I was saying. I think the cameras are just for show. I reviewed all the footage. Well, I mean, one person was like, okay, this detective guy, he's going to come in and he'll review the footage. And the next day I talked to that detective guy and he's like, oh, yeah, they reviewed the footage yesterday. And I'm like, so who reviewed the footage? No one. Yeah. (laughs) They're not going to confirm nor deny reviewing. (laughs) Exactly. So they were very unhelpful, but it was a hit and run. So I didn't have to pay like the full price to get it fixed, but I still had to pay. So yeah, you still have to pay your deductible. So that happened. You've never gotten hit and run. Hit and run? No. I talked about it. Actually, yeah, you did. We were at the post office. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was a hit and run. Yeah, we were both there. (laughs) I totally Very unique hit and run. Like, in the sense that, like, how? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was... It was raining, so I was like, and we were going to go to the store or something after. We were going to check the mail. So we're like, might as well just bring the car, get the mail. We don't have to, like... (laughs) walk out in the rain and then just go from there to whatever store we were going to and we went to go pull into our parking lot this person next to the spot that we were pulling into decided to not look while they were backing up and basically i wasn't done pulling into the spot yet and they started backing up so they cut it as if it was an empty spot next to them and not a car next to them and went boom right into the driver's door yep and just and I kept just, going i just heard and I felt the door come in slightly. Like, I saw it come in a little from the pressure of their big van. The so worst should... part was we were sitting there and it was all, like, slow-mo. We're, like, staring at the driver and the driver looks at us and then just keeps going. No, no, no. She goes and then she pulls back forward into the spot. 
And then she was like, oh, I did something. And then she reversed again and just did it again. The same thing. <laughs> just kept going. She didn't stop. Yeah, and just scratched down the side of the door and just booked it away. But we did write down the license plate number. Yeah. I had half a mind to, like, jump out of the car and just stand in front of the van and be like, no, you're not going anywhere. What did you just do? But I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stopped then, myself. <laughs> then we're like... What do we do? <laughs> because I'm like, at that at that rate, she was probably going to run me over. So I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. We were like, what do we do? What do we do? So we called her dad and asked for his advice. And he was like, report it to the police. And we called the police, which we called the town police, which I feel like we should I mean, you had to call the town police. I feel like we should have called the number for the general area police that could have got in contact with a sheriff instead of the local police there's a difference mm-hmm. if you like call 911 it would have went i feel like we would have had a better chance like i feel like it would have went to the county sheriff as opposed to going directly to our town but i dialed the town police number which i looked up <laughs> and i dialed them and we told them what happened and they're like oh we'll be right there and then he came and he got my information and, well first he looked at it and he's like there's nothing there and it was raining so it was like kind of hiding it but the next day when it started raining you could clearly see the scratch on the door yeah and it was dented yeah and he was like let me get your information i will file a report and call them well they looked up the plate and they're like oh yeah this is the so-and-so's plate which is like the local okay. grocery store's like owner or something like that and they're that like, means oh, nothing they're a nice person and they're so kind and everyone knows them and blah 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 and yeah but then why they dent my car what I found strange about this incident was he was like, I'll take your information and give it to them. And then it's their choice if they want to contact you. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? What is your job in this then? What, like, shouldn't what? it be you should help us be able to contact them? Like, yeah. Because like, they hit us. Obviously, if you hit someone's car, you're not going to call them. Exactly. Like, here you go. Here's the number of the person you just hit twice and ran away. Do you want to call them and fix it? Yeah. So, yeah, I knew that report was going to get filed and just filed away into a very bottom door in their office. Or shredded. And never be seen again. Or shredded. Well, he gave me a case number. Yeah. So he couldn't hide that. That's true. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That happened, so. Have you ever had a hit and run? And if you did or if you've ever experienced or witnessed one happening... Share it with us in the comments below or come share it with us on our Discord channel. With The link for that is in the show notes below. I'm curious to hear what your experiences were. And if you or anyone you know has any crazy driving stories and would like to be a guest on the show, fill out the interest form on our website at drivewithuspodcast.com. And be sure to stay tuned until the end of this episode for a sneak peek of next week's episode. Thanks for driving with us. And now, a sneak peek. There's been some instances where, well, for me especially, where I'll be going to work and I'll try to be the enforcer and I'll slow down on the person that's riding my butt to tell them, hey, back off. They'll get super annoyed and they'll try to confront me like I was heading to work and I turned off of an exit and we were at a line. You know, and I was in the right lane to turn right. As I was about to make that right turn, the guy comes out and slaps the back of my car and I just speed off and I know they're going to follow me. So... I call my manager. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. I've got a guy who's really mad at me. They're trying to follow me and I'm going to try and lose him before I get to work.